Hey, this is Taylor Strickland. I'm one of the pastors at Second Baptist Church West Campus, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message teaches you, inspires you, and strengthens your faith. To learn more about a Second Students ministry, just check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Search Second Students West. Enjoy the podcast. So here's what happens. Jesus and his disciples are about to eat. And the disciples failed to wash their hands before they eat food, right? That was a tradition. It was part of the law. And so the Pharisees call out the disciples. This is the context, okay? This is what's happening around the passage. In order to understand a passage of Scripture, you must know the context. And so the context is the Pharisees say to Jesus, hey, your disciples did not wash their hands. In fact, the quote that they say is, why do they break the tradition and not wash their hands before they eat. Now, when I read this, the first thing that came to my mind, no joke, was was COVID, obviously, right? Because we've had to wash our hands. You've heard it like crazy. Wash your hands for 20 seconds, sing the ABCs or whatever song you're supposed to sing, right? And uh, that's what I thought about in this moment. Like, why are the disciples not washing their hands? They have to. There's a virus. But back then, uh, it was important to wash your hands because it was a symbol that you were cleaning off the world and off the things that were unclean before you ate your food because it was a sacred thing. And so the Pharisees call out the disciples for not doing that. So imagine this. Imagine if right now, I don't know if you enjoy praying out loud. Um, when I was in high school, I hated, hated, hated praying out loud. Like I, I, if people were looking for a volunteer to pray, I would look the other direction. Sometimes I would leave the room. I hated it, okay? And then I ended up becoming a pastor. Funny. But I hated doing it. And honestly, I don't like doing it to this day. And so, because I feel like people judge my prayer. It's true. And imagine if you were called on right now by me in this moment to pray. I'm not going to call on anybody. But if I said, hey, I want you, whoever you are, to pray out loud right now for us. And, and you did it, right? You worked up the courage. You prayed out loud. And then imagine a few seconds after you finished, you thought you prayed a great prayer. You thought that it was, it, it was awesome. It was on point. It was really spiritual. You nailed everything. You didn't stumble over your words. Someone else in the crowd stood up and said, I just want to say that prayer was absolutely terrible. It, 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 this was wrong. That was wrong. Um, this didn't sound good. How would you feel in that moment? If you're me, I'd be super embarrassed And I would be very angry at that person and probably address that with them, right? Imagine in this moment, that's what happens. The Pharisees call out the disciples for not doing things, quote unquote, the right way. And Jesus responds and Jesus calls them hypocrites in verses eight and nine. He says from the text, you honor me with your lips, but your heart is defiled. What he's saying is you look great on the outside, but on the inside, you're messed up. And you know, in in the conversation with Jesus and the Pharisees, many times he called them hypocrites. He used a term one time to reference them as whitewashed tombs, meaning on the outside, you're you're pretty, you've got everything together, you keep the law, you've got it all going on, but on the inside, you're as nasty and disgusting and dead as as a tomb on the inside. And so it sets up the scene for verse 10. Jesus uses this moment to teach, and he turns to the crowd And here's what he says. Listen and understand. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. I love how he starts by saying, listen and understand. A lot of times, humans then, 2,000 years ago, 
and us today, we like to listen. We're okay with listening, but it's the understanding, it's the receiving part that we're not okay with many times. When there's people in our life who try to speak into our life the right things, the positive things, the things that might hurt but are good for us, or when the Lord speaks into our life through his word, we are okay with hearing it, but we have a more difficult time receiving it. He says, listen and understand. So listen and understand. And then he says, it's not about what you're eating. It's not about the things on the outside that defiles you. It's what comes out of your mouth that defiles you. Here's what he's saying. Stop worrying about the external. Start worrying about the internal. Stop worrying about the outside and worry more about what's in your heart. He said, Pharisees, by the way, who who were the Pharisees? The Pharisees were a group of mainly men who wanted to go back to the way things used to happen in the Old Testament. And in fact, they exaggerated those things. Like for example, the Sabbath day. For many Jews, the Sabbath day was to be kept holy. But the Pharisees wanted to make it so extreme that you literally couldn't move. And to this day, there are many Jewish people who, listen to this, literally prepare their toilet paper for the Sabbath day. No joke. They cut squares of toilet paper so they don't have to work when they use the restroom. Legit. The Pharisees wanted to get back to that way of life, to the extreme Old Testament law. And Jesus says, you're good at keeping the law. You look great on the outside. Your prayers are amazing. Your sacrifices are awesome. You know the scripture. You wash your hands. But on the inside, you're messed up. Here's what I think as Christians, that it's easier for us to show that we're a Christian on the outside than it is to be a Christian on the inside. It's really hard to be a Christian on the inside. It's really hard to be a Christian when no one's looking. That's a difficult thing to do, right? Like we can buy, you know, WWJD bracelets. We can post things on social media. We can show up to church. We can even have conversations, text friends, do things on the outside that are all great. But forget what's happening on the inside. And what happens is that leads to a dead end spiritually. And ultimately, what the Bible tells us in Luke 6.45, if you're taking notes, write that reference down. Luke 6.45, I love this passage of scripture, but it is really scary. Here's what it says. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. What's in your heart will come out. For all of us in this room, what's in our heart is going to come out. The truth will be brought to light. What is in here will come out. And that's what Jesus is saying. It's what comes out of your mouth. It's your actions. It's the things that you do that start in your heart that show whether you are pure or defiled. It's not the external, it's the internal. So then in verse 12, it says the disciples come back to Jesus after he says that, and they say, hey, Jesus, did you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard you say this? By the way, Jesus was really offensive, right? Like sometimes we, we think that the gospel is, is, it is about love and it is about grace, but sometimes we sugarcoat the gospel of Jesus so much that we miss the realness of it. We miss the fact that the gospel sheds light on our sin. It exposes our sin and that's okay because there is love and grace. But the Pharisees were offended that Jesus just called them out. And Jesus 
responds with the parable. And he says in verse 13, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. The idea is of a garden. I want you to picture a garden. Maybe you have one at your house. Maybe you have, um, I guess you don't call it here because I've been made fun of multiple times for referencing this, but a natural area is what we call it in North Carolina. It's an area where there's trees and plants and things like that. Pine needles, we use those in Charlotte on the East Coast. So maybe you have one of those in your house. I want you to think of the good plants and then the weeds, right? The bad plants, the ones that spring up without being planted. He says that the plants that were not planted by the Father will be uprooted. They will be pulled up. He's talking about weeds, and I hated pulling weeds when I was in high school. Like my mom would ask me on Saturdays, hey, 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 bud, what are you doing? And be like, nothing. I could try to make up some excuse because I knew what she was asking, and she said, well, come pull weeds with me. And I hated that. How many of you have ever pulled weeds before? You pulled weeds. Okay, I hate it. Why? Because you have to get down in the root, and it takes work. If you pull it from the top, it doesn't help. It grows back. You got to get down, you got to uproot those things. And what he's saying is the weeds are the people who have not been planted by the Father. There's no relationship, there's no real connection. It looks great on the outside. A weed kind of looks like a plant, but you know it's a weed because it spreads, because you didn't plant it. It wasn't original, it wasn't put there by you when you're planting a garden. And just like a weed, there are people like the Pharisees, there are Christians who look great on the outside, but on the inside are spiritually dead. And he says those people are going to be exposed and removed. The truth comes to light. What's on the end comes, inside comes out. And then he says in verse 14, so leave those people alone. Get away from them. Run from them. They are blind guides. Think about that. They're, they're blind guides. Imagine if you're backpacking in the mountains of Colorado and you have no idea where you are. And the guide who's leading you, who knows everything about Colorado, is blind. Okay, there are a lot of blind people who can do some amazing things. Like, no joke, I know this blind man who can touch your hair. It happened to me and my wife. And by the feel of your hair, he can tell what color your hair is. No joke. Like, he touched Erica Phipps, my wife's hair, and said, oh, that's blonde. He touched mine. Oh, that's black. I was like, are you really blind? Like, Like, what in the world? There are a lot of blind people who can do amazing things. They learn how to do things. But still, I would feel a little bit uncomfortable with someone who was blind leading me in the mountains of Colorado, not knowing where I am. And the image that he gives here is that these type of leaders will lead you in the wrong direction. They will lead you down the wrong path. These types of people, great on the outside, dead on the inside, are the wrong kind of guides. They're blind. And it says the blind lead the blind and both fall into a pit. The blind lead the blind. The leads lead the weeds. Weeds lead to more weeds, right? So the idea is blind leading blind, those who are great on the outside, dead on the inside, leading the same type of people. And so the question that I would ask us is, are we being led by weeds? Are you being led by weeds? Are you following the wrong people or the wrong things? Here's some examples of weeds. Wrong people, bad habits, bad addictions, wrong attitudes. I don't think we talk about that enough in church. Our attitude, 
towards people, towards a situation, towards our life, towards God, negative perspectives, and bad influences. Wrong people, bad habits, bad addictions, wrong attitudes, negative perspectives, and bad influences. I want to give you a really great piece of advice that we say over and over and over again, but it's so important. And I wish I would have heard this over and over and over again, but I didn't in student ministry, probably because I had four different youth pastors every year when I was in high school. Stop following the wrong people. Stop following the wrong people, students. If you're following the wrong people, stop. Look at the people in your life. If they're like the weeds, if they're leading you in the wrong direction, how do you know that? You take a deep, actual look at your life and go, man, am I headed in the wrong direction right now, spiritually? And then that affects everything else, mentally, emotionally, physically. And is someone leading me in that direction? Or is something leading me in that direction? Stop. Jesus uh, goes on in verse 15, or Peter, sorry. And of course, Peter is the one who doesn't understand. And he says, please explain the parable to us. And Jesus says, are you still so dull? I love that by Jesus. <laughs> Peter, are you still so stupid you can't understand? Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? Okay, he's talking about using the restroom, okay? Whatever goes in, comes out. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from a, their heart, and these defile them. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person. But eating with unwashed hands does not defile a person. It's about your heart, it's not about your body. It's about the internal, not about the external. It's not about unwashed hands. See, the disciples were not the defiled ones, it was the Pharisees. And here's what I want to end with, and here's what I believe. That the issue of unwashed hands for the Pharisees was actually a cover-up. I think the Pharisees knew that there were some real issues in their life but they didn't want to address what was happening in their heart, that it was in the wrong place. And instead of fixing that and addressing it, they pointed out the wrong in other people. They pointed fingers to cover up and to mask what they were going through. What are the unwashed hands for you and me, for all of us? What are the unwashed hands in our lives? What are the things that we use, that you use, students, to cover up what's really going on? Usually it has to do with someone else or something else. Not me. Not you. The unwashed hands usually is, oh, that's, it's their problem. They're the reason. Or it's because of this situation or this thing that I'm going through. It's never, let me check my own heart with unwashed hands. We cast blame, we gossip, we judge. That was the real problem for the Pharisees. They were only pointing, always pointing fingers. 
Here's what I really believe it comes down to. The difference between the Pharisees and the disciples is that the Pharisees were more focused on doing things for God and the disciples were more focused on being with God. That's what it all comes down to. The Pharisees were standing in front of God himself and they were still more focused on doing things for him instead of being with him. And the disciples, they got it. They didn't care about washing their hands because they were more focused on being with God in their presence, Jesus Christ. So for you students, are you more focused on doing things for God or being with God? Maybe that's the reason that we struggle in our walk with Christ. There's a lot of reasons why that happens. But maybe it's because as Christians, we can get in the habit of doing ritual things, of being just like the Pharisees, coming to church and checking the box, serving here and checking the box, coming to live and checking the box, going there, saying this, meeting with this person, doing that, going to that home group. Those things are awesome, but they're meant to aid our relationship with Christ, not take the place of it. So my challenge for you as we end today is that you focus, that I focus, that we focus on being with God, on our relationship with him. It's as simple as that. Being with him. Growing with him. Talking to him. Reading the word. Not all this other stuff. Remember, those things are fine. They're awesome. That's why we have church. But this is meant to aid your walk with Christ. That's what this is for. So let's focus on being with God. Jesus, thank you. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 15, verses 10 through 20. Um, but before we read it, I'm just going to give you a little bit of background. So in the earlier verses, before the verses that we're going to read, the Pharisees came to Jesus, and they're asking questions. And in verse 2 of chapter 15, they say, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders. They don't wash their hands before they eat. And I know, ew, they don't wash their hands before they eat. That sounds so crazy. But washing their hands for the Pharisees was more than just washing their hands and getting them clean. Um, it was also uh, something that they were able to use to show that they were better than other people and that they were holier than other people. And they used that to like put it over somebody's head to do things so that they would look good. Um, it was... It was actually a Jewish law that rabbis and Pharisees had come up with to put that over people's head. And so while Jesus was answering his question, he said, wait, like this answer is actually good, not only for the Pharisees that asked me the question, but also for the people over here. And that's where we see our passage starting off today. And that's in verse, or chapter 15, verse 10. It says, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen and understand. What goes into a man's mouth does not make him unclean, but what comes out of his mouth, that is what makes him unclean. Then the disciples came to him and asked, do you know the Pharisees? 
were offended when they heard this. He replied, every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Leave them, they are blind guides. If a blind man leads a blind man, they will both fall into the pit. So I'll come back to verse 11 soon, um, but in verse 12 it says that the disciples were offended, or they weren't offended. The disciples asked, did you know that the Pharisees were offended? Did you know that you said something that made them a little bit uncomfortable and didn't make them feel good? And um, that's a question we hear a lot today. That's something we ask ourselves a lot today is, did I just make that person, did I just offend that person with my faith? Did I just offend that person with what I said? Um, And so Jesus was actually, he was speaking about divine, godly truth to these guys. He was answering their question and telling them about who God is, and really going into the question. And the disciples were worried about how the Pharisees felt. They weren't worried about how God felt about what the Pharisees were doing. They were worried about how the Pharisees felt about them and about Jesus. And so that's something that we see in our culture today a lot, is we get scared to share our faith. We get scared to talk about Jesus and to talk about biblical things because we're scared we're offending people. And so verse 13 goes into a little bit of what that looks like. It says, every plant that my heavenly heavenly father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Um, And so the plant that was not planted by God um, was the law that the Pharisees were talking about, the washing the hand before eating. It was more than just washing your hands and getting clean. It was something to make themselves look better. And so God didn't give them this law. This was something that they came up with on their own. And so Jesus was so sick of people planting things in culture that God had not given them. Um, And he was ready for them to be pulled out by the root. He was ready for that part of society to be pulled out by the root, that people made up their own laws, made up their own rules, said that this was a godly thing, but they, they revered it above God's word. And so... Um, when I was a kid, I know a lot of you heard this, um, the girls that were at the pot planting event, painting event, and then people that were at Bibles or at Wednesday night hangouts, but I love gardening. Ever since I was a little girl, ever since I was probably in middle school um, or elementary school, my mom would take me out to the garden and we'd plant flowers and stuff, but my favorite part was always weeding and pulling out the weeds, and I know that sounds like the worst thing ever, and it's like really hot outside, and you're sweating, and you're pulling out weeds, and you're just not in the mood, but that was my favorite part. I loved um, getting pulled them out. It was like so satisfying to me, but the thing about weeds is if you pull it out, and you're not tough with it, and you're not working on getting it out with all of your might, they're not going to come out. They're not, they're gonna, they might come out of the dirt, but the roots aren't going to come out and then they're gonna grow back. And then once they grow back, they might grow seeds, and they'll blow, and there'll be more and more and more and more weeds. And so it's interesting in the story how Jesus was very stern about his beliefs. He was very strong about what he said was true. And the same, it's the same way with weeds. If you don't pull it hard, it's not gonna come out by the root, and it's gonna keep going and keep expanding and keep recreating. But if you're strong with it and you pull it out by the root and it all comes out, it's not gonna grow back. And so Jesus wanted to end the false idea that washing hands can lead to holiness. He was up front and he yanked on those weeds because he didn't want them to keep growing. 
And so it goes on in verse 14 to say, leave them, they are blind guides. If a blind man leads a blind man, they will both fall into the pit. And so they can't see the truth, so they're guiding people away from it. And Jesus is just done with that in these verses. And so that takes us to the main passage of scripture we're gonna be reading today, verses 15 through 20. So it says, Peter said, explain the parable to us. And this is funny because Jesus does this a lot. He says, are you still so dull? Are you still not getting this? Like, is this not getting through to you? And so he, it says, Jesus asked them, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes through the stomach and then out the body? I think we all kind of know what he's talking about there. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these make a man unclean. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what make a man unclean. But eating with unwashed hands does not make him unclean. And so here we see Jesus. He wants the disciples and everyone around him to know what's really important. The Pharisees were so set on a law that wasn't even from God, that they were losing sight of the things that truly made them clean. They were so focused on the law to wash their hands that they they weren't able to see some of the things that they were doing. They couldn't see, they were tripping up over some of the things that Jesus was talking about. So I'm gonna actually ask you to do something a little bit different today. If I could get three volunteers to come up on stage. Okay, you in the Eagles shirt, Uh, you can come up, and you, perfect. So let me move this a little bit. I promise I'm not gonna make you guys eat anything gross. It's fine. Okay. There we go. We should've used this for the cranberry sauce over there. Wow, yeah, I'm like putting a red carpet in front of you guys. Let's see. And I'm gonna hand all three of you something. So if you can stand in front of that so whatever falls will fall on that. I have a box of powdered donuts. I have toothpaste. I know you guys love powdered donuts. And I have milk. You guys aren't gonna eat this, don't worry about it. So let's see, do you wanna hold the toothpaste? And then you can have the donuts. And you can have the milk. So, we'll start over here. Your toothpaste. Do you want to pull out the tube? (laughs) What do you think is in the tube? Baking soda toothpaste, exactly. Do you want to stand over here on the the red carpet over here? The plastic. Okay, so do you want to squeeze that out so we can see what's actually in it? Squeeze it all out. All your power, all the stress from the week. That's pretty gross, isn't it? <laughs> it's, filled, it's filled with ketchup. We don't brush our teeth with ketchup here. That's pretty gross, huh? Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Amazing. You did a really good job. I can take that from you if you want. Don't worry about it. Thank you so much. Give him a hand. Yeah. Okay. Now it's your turn. What do you think is in there? Flour. Flour, milk. But what does it say on there? It says mini powdered donuts. So when you see that in the cupboard, you're like, okay, I'm so excited. I'm gonna eat the mini powdered donuts. Do you wanna open it and stand over here and show what's in it? Just dump it out and squeeze. 
is spaghetti. That is not donuts. That's not what I look forward to. Thank you so much. Give her a hand. Good job. So, do you want to guess what's in there? Milk. You think it's rice? Okay, so it looks like milk. You expect there to be milk in it. You want to dump it out over here? Dump it out. It's beets. Thank you so much. Give her a hand. Good job. Y'all did a great job. Um, so students, I want you to understand. Let me move this back. Okay, I want you to understand that what comes out, like what came out of this, what came out of this, what came out of the toothpaste tube, isn't always an indication of what's inside, or is always an indication of what's inside, regardless of the packaging. So you saw this was packaged as milk, but whatever came out was what's inside. It doesn't matter what it says on the outside. And so the Pharisees were so set on looking good to others. They were so set on having this nice, clean packaging. And they thought, if I look like donuts, everyone's going to think I have donuts inside. Um, and they were making sure that their packaging was neat, tidy, perfect, holy, so that they looked like they were so spiritual and so much better than everyone. But their packaging didn't show what was inside their hearts. What showed was, what showed was in their hearts was what came out in their lives. You saw pride. You saw them putting people's opinions above God's opinions, what people think of them over what God thought of them. You see them lying about their perfection. You see them losing sight of who God is and what he wanted from their lives. So I wanna encourage you to stop worrying about the packaging. Stop worrying about what this looks like, the things that you can do to make others think that you're holy the things that you can do to make others think that you're popular, make others think that you're something that you might not be. And I want you to start worrying on what's inside your heart. Is, is there verse nine uncleanliness in your life? It might not be murdering somebody. Um, it might not be stealing. It might not be a lot of that things, but it might be gossip. It might be anger, addiction, idolizing people over God, pride. Fill in what that might be for you. Fill in what is in your heart, what's coming out from your heart, rather than trying to fix the packaging, and work on your heart to please God.